0: <laughs> Alrighty, welcome to What You Spin in Episode 5. I am Dorian, and as usual, we've got Jake joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm getting good. ready. Hell yeah. And George, how are you doing?
1: What's up? What's up?
0: Hell yeah. So, off camera, off camera, we decided that we would talk about my album. And as you saw at the end of last week's episode, I picked Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. I always feel like a kid on show and tell when I get, when I'm like introducing this part. It's funny as hell to Uh, me. Great, great album. His, I kind of misquoted, it wasn't his debut album. It was his first non, like self-released album back in 2012. Uh, Pretty impactful to modern-day rap, honestly, with all the new guys coming out and stuff. it, he is one of the Mount Rushmore rappers in the game right now, in my personal opinion.
2: Uh, but yeah, what did you all think,
1: uh, Jake? I love this
2: album, man. It's a great album. It's one of the albums that, like, I had first like introduced me to Kendrick because I I hadn't listened to um, Section Eighty before this, um, but when this album dropped, I remember I had, like. I've, like, visually remember, I have, like, memories of it, like, summertime, like, me hanging with my friends and, like, just us playing, like, songs off of this album, like, back to back, because they're all fucking bangers, dude, like, um, Swimming Pools, I remember playing that a lot, Um, just, like, that, like, the intro to it, it's, like, pull up, drink, drink, like, I, like, that like lube just like plays in my mind sometimes like especially when i think back to that like summertime like I oh, was just kicking it with the homies, um but yeah it's a fantastic album i love i did want to mention before anybody else says it before me <laughs> i love the <laughs> i love the sampling on this album like it's so good like um at, at one point like he it's like he samples like beach house um he samples that beach house song um for for what song is that i gotta look at it but yeah he he samples beach house he samples my twin sister um meet the frownies which that song like it's for um it's on the it's on the deluxe version that you have dorian that it it talks about um what song is that on the deluxe version it is the recipe that song it has a uh, Mr. Twin Sister the sample on it. Um, I think that's really cool that he like samples like different artists in different genres. Like those are two like indie um, indie groups um, that like you like how do you come up with samples like that? And then he even samples like Janet Jackson um, on her voice for uh, Poetic Justice with Drake on it like just the sampling on this album i really like the samples um because you listen to it and you're like hey i fucking i know that song i'm like hey like that's a fucking like that's that's a snippet taking out of like um an Ice tea song or like it's yeah the sampling i love on this album um but yeah what you got on it george uh
1: the sampling is super cool uh like you said i feel like um to me i think sampling really is kind of like uh this is going to be a weird analogy but it's like the centerpiece to like a suit the tie is like the the thing that brings everything together the tie you know um and then same thing with like shoes like it depends like you could just change your shoes and it changes your whole outfit you know and i feel like that's what sampling is to hip-hop like you choose one sample and that's everything or like around it revolves around that one sample or multiple um and uh yeah jacob i'd even like really dive into like what kind of samples like he did or dre did um but i mean knowing dre he's always sampling like crazy ass shit um but Yeah, him being from Compton, and then I recently just, like, read that he, his parents are from Chicago, which is, like, (laughs) it's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, But I remember when I heard uh, him on Section 80, I heard High Power first, I think. Um, And his, his voice and the way he sounded, like, pulled me in so much because he sounded different from any other rapper. He sounded so different. His voice was unique um and i just feel like right out of the gate like what was so crazy and it was like almost like unsettling is that he had such confidence like behind what he was saying like whenever he's rapping about something he's just full-blown confident like there's no no like timid like behavior or anything um and it's just super cool um that whole album, yeah, it's just a banger. Uh, Backseat Freestyle and Mad City are definitely something that I want to ride my bike to like really hard, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it's just it's super cool. Um, and then also, I forget the what song it is. Um, Pharrell did the beat for one of them for one of the tracks. Uh, i think it's like the third third song in
2: yeah um, i want to say it's back no that one hip boy produced that one it's um i know what song you're talking about yeah pharrell yeah, yeah. Justice. yeah cool. the art of peer pressure that's what it is mm-hmm. i think um
1: yeah and then like There's like really like this song like I have mixed feelings about it because it does seem kind of like weird but it's also pretty good and it gets me in like a weird like trance when I'm listening to it. I don't know if I should feel good or happy or like sad but real is like very interesting song to me on this whole album. I think that one stands out the most because it's it's different from from everything else on that track list. Um, And then swimming pools when I listen to Uh, that song and then watch the video for it. I was like, dude, this is badass, man. Like, this is so good. Um, Poetic Justice and Money Trees, I think I listened to the most when I heard this album. Um, And just like you, Jacob, I think because this came out in 2012, like, I was just getting into high school and i had just bought my like ipod touch and i just started discovering music and then this this album and section 80 were like one of the first like albums that i was really diving into other than the stuff that i didn't know or that i knew about um and dude yeah there's just i money trees especially like i'm like i listen to them like damn like i have so many memories of you me just like Either lounging or just being outside, like messing around with my soccer ball, or you know, it's just it's all good. And then, like, the album cover art kind of reminds me of uh El Camino because <laughs> yeah. it's also like a van, right?
0: Um,
1: and I don't know the backstory behind um that album cover art, like, I'm not sure if maybe that's like it's his mama's van so, that they
3: that he that's okay. in the skits, yeah
1: and i think that's cool as fuck because my parents had a blue uh dodge caravan like that <laughs> <laughs> we had a blue one um but yeah it was like the same band which i thought was funny but um yeah i mean that's pretty much all i have for now i mean i know like being from compton like there's like a lot of other rappers right that were super like big like dre and and easy and like uh, the game and stuff like that and like a bunch of other people but to grow up in that environment and then to be able to you know just do something artistic and i feel like his raps are kind of like politically charged but also like uh you you can vibe to it without getting too like like into politics you know uh, but I feel like he always kind of played that role, but then also he has, like, those radio hitters. That doesn't sound like sellout shit. It's kind of, like, still cool to listen to, you know? Like, uh, um, Swimming Pool uh, and Poetic Justice, which he had Drake on, which later they had, what, like, Subliminal Beef or whatever, but yeah, I mean, that he his whole class was pretty sick. I mean, it was cole kendrick uh drake um i want to say like Wiz khalifa or something like that whole class of, of people that came out of that like era was pretty sick um so yeah that's pretty much all i have so far for good kid mad city
3: Hell yeah no uh
0: one of my favorite things about it uh is damn near every song it has like two whole hats to it to where it's like a completely different thing uh
1: like compton
0: uh, yeah compton uh swimming pools uh what else do i have here mad city uh just yeah all sorts of and there's even more than that but those are just the ones i broke down and then obviously sing about me i'm dying of thirst is a 12 minute pull there's yeah that's two whole songs in one and it really gives it a like a bigger feel, I don't know, or something like that, it's just, yeah. he's telling a story throughout this entire thing, it's one of, in my opinion, one of the best storytelling albums of all time, and him having, on the same track, two different sounding whole bits to it is, really allows him to tell that story much better, in my opinion, and, uh, yeah, I even wrote down, like, tiny stuff. Uh, Like, very small, minute shit. Uh, The second part, especially to Swimming Pools, I love that it's the extended version, because the version that got big back when I was in high school was not the extended version, and then it took me years to actually listen to the full thing, and I love the second half of that song. It's so fucking good. Uh, Yeah. Another thing to kind of go into the whole storytelling thing that he did on this album is at the end of every, at the end or beginning of most, like basically every song on this, there's like these weird little skits and they continue, like it might not even tie into the track that just happened or is about to begin. But if you listen to the whole thing cover to cover, you can connect the dots uh, of what's going on, especially with the end the end skit of Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst is the old lady having the guys recite the prayer that literally starts off the album on Shireen, which Mm -hmm. is absolutely fucking insane to me. Like how... Because Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst is, like I said, it's a 12-minute song, but it's also way down at the bottom. And Sharane, that's literally the start of the whole album. So the way that it doesn't even... Like, it's not a straightforward way to tell the story using the skits, you know? The fact that you have to really sit there and kind of try to register what you're listening to because you'd be like, oh, shit, that connected to a song that was, like, eight tracks ago.
1: Yeah. It flows together. Daphne definitely definitely flows together uh, in a special way. Um, And I think Kendrick is really up there with, you know, people who've been in rap game for a long time, like Nas or something, you know, where they could tell a story and you could really feel how he feels. Um, and I think the beat production really like aids aids him into you know like giving like a really good story, really heartfelt story, and you really see it like with every album that he's put out. Um, he just kills it every single time um yeah it's just i think i think this the album went triple platinum uh, i think which is no surprise to me no. um it it's just like ever, he puts out a project and then it just shakes the world
3: right
1: <laughs> like even exactly. people who don't listen to rap eventually just start listening to it like it's yeah. that is that big of an artist um yeah.
2: no when when this and album then, out, like sorry to cut you off george but like when this album came out like it like yeah it did propel kendrick lamar to like and he was like on the forefront of rap and like his name came up in conversation that's like oh he is like the up and coming like greats like of this generation um because after like even the albums after this that followed this like to pimp a butterfly like that is like arguably in a lot of people's like view and standpoint like one of his best albums and probably one of the better rap albums like um
1: i think that won a grammy
2: yeah like and the fact that this album didn't win a grammy like i think you know like, do you remember what it lost to for best NGA, album dude like That's a... Or not MGK. Freaking uh, Macklemore. Macklemore. Yeah. Yeah, It's a joke, bro. (laughs) I remember
1: people were... I was pissed off, too. People, yeah. I was was very pissed pissed
2: off. At that point, people started realizing, like, the Grammys, like, it's... It's it's like... Yeah. 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 But, like, going back to this album, like, like, yeah, like... And also backpacking what Dorian said, that, like, the album... Like, some of the songs are, like, two-parted. I love that about that, too. Like, it's, like it's a song and then like it'll just the beat switch will come in and then it's like a whole different track but it's in the same song like mad city like don't get me wrong i love the first part of mad city but the second part listening back to it i was like dude i think i like this more than the actual beginning of it like it's hard dude like the beat switch comes on it's like so good and then he's just going at it like bar for bar like he's mad like I was like, dude, this song, how did I not listen to the other half of this? Like, it's badass. Like, the the yeah. fact that, like, he can just flip a switch like that and just, like, completely switch the flow, like, it, it's really, it's crazy for Kendrick. Uh,
0: the, and that's funny that you bring that up because there was a time at work months ago, like, before we did this, uh, we were doing something and I just randomly walked by you and said, I was like, fresh out of school because I was a high school grad and I, you were like what the fuck was that and i like explained it to you like i don't think i've actually like listened listened to that in forever and i was like so when i brought this up i was like man he's gonna hear that and he's gonna shit his britches
3: <laughs> yeah
2: i was like holy shit like this is like so good i like it made me like think back like how did i not like completely ignore this like on the first time that i had like listened to it like it's so badass um it'd be
3: like
2: that. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And then like the sing about me, I'm dying of <laughs> thirst, dude. I love that song. Like just the storytelling that Kendrick does on that first song with like that that like smooth ass beat, like with the little snaring and drums and the like just and the way that he's like storytelling throughout that first half of that song. Like you hear it, and then he's like just telling, it, it, it's kind of like slideshows, like you can mm-hmm. see it like slide by slide, like that he's like explaining it and he's breaking it down. And yeah, it like gave me the chills when I was listening back to it. Cause this is a song that I used to listen to a lot, like a lot back in the day. Like, cause just cause I like those songs to me, I like hip hop that's like very lyrical mm-hmm. and it, it makes you like listen, like li- really listen to the like what they're saying and like, cause it's storytelling. Like and it's storytelling like the perfect sense, and that's what Kendrick oh, does. True. yeah, because he's like explaining everything and breaking it down, and it like almost sounds like a movie, basically. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: One of the one of my favorite things about that song I was listening to it today uh, is that if you when you listen to it, he's rapping from the perspective of like three different characters in that first part of that song. You know, he talks about basically himself and then one of the dudes in his group and then a prostitute that's like a friend of theirs and shit. And it's unreal. And it's like, anytime I see on any like platform, like internet platform, uh, like Facebook, Reddit or Twitter, where it's like, what's the best storytelling song of all time? I'm, I always jump in just to comment this and I'm like the 88th person to do so. And I'm like, I don't even give a shit. Like I'm like, it is, it is, that to me like the storytelling aspect of this is unreal and it it gets me it, like no matter how many times i've heard it when i'm listening to it you know any of the variables i get chills and i get fucking in my feels i'm like fuck, man like yeah <laughs> it's one of those songs so but yeah
1: yeah no it's i think um like back to the little storytelling kind of like you're saying like i think like that's why I compared them to like Nas and like you um, know a couple other people because like Nas has a song called uh, "I Gave You Power" and like it's a perspective from a gun, and he's telling a per- he's telling it like if he's the gun, and how he's murdered people, and how he's been through different like other people in different games, and how he's traveled through different states being sold illegally um and when i think of people who can tell a story to that like level and that degree and like do something other than your own perspective like that's pretty awesome because it shows that you're literally putting yourself outside of your shoes like you you put yourself in other people's perspective and to like to, to see the bigger picture right and i think that's something that kendrick has has always done and i think that resonates with people um yeah, and I think that's really like why he went triple platinum with this album, because other than it telling two different stories on one song or a nice long story, they're just bangers throughout it and radio friendly bangers, too. Um, so it really just pleases like a wide variety of of uh, different like audiences. Yeah. Let's see. Did I have anything? Uh,
0: There's a lot of uh, orchestral sounds on it, like a lot of violin samples, a lot of, you know, just big, there's a lot of songs that just like Money Trees is one, but it's got like a sick little, that violin, sick little violin at the end of it.
1: Uh, I was thinking about that right now.
0: Yeah, and speaking on Money Trees, that might be my that is probably my favorite J Rock verse in his entire catalog. The way that it starts out, like J Rock's verse on that, when it starts out and there's no drum track yet, and then as soon as the drum track hits, he's just perfectly subdividing the hell out of it and I'm like, Oh my god Like he just kicks it up a notch just a slight and yeah. Money trees also another favorite song of mine off this album.
1: But I'm glad J-Rock was on that, on that album, Mm -hmm. honestly, because J-Rock is like, I guess, there's another song later that comes up, but it basically explains that it's him and J-Rock, like they grew up together and they just start rapping together. Um, So it's like him having a childhood friend, like on this song. And they just both go off, you know, and it's pretty sick. And then now they're under the same label, Top Dog. And Top Dog is just like, fucking crazy you got schoolboy q is uh you, you got yeah wire freestyle that's the one uh you got Fizza. you got um what's his name zay you got zay zay uh, yeah Zyra shot but i forget his name uh wow absolutely absolutely Absol- yeah, Absol- yeah and uh yeah like it's just such a strong group of lyricists and like artists that come out of that that have come out of that label mm-hmm. and of course I mean everybody sees Kendrick as the, the like the forefront like the you know the, the top dog no pun intended yeah. <laughs> but I think everybody else in that whole label like really deserves their own Grammy because like each artist put out an album that is absolutely like mental like yeah i kendrick and that's the other thing about kendrick is like he came out so confident that right away people were like already comparing him to tupac
3: Mm
1: -hmm. they're like dude he was the next tupac like he's rapping around about like real shit he's rapping and telling a story He has a sensitive side to him and you could see it on on each album and he's ill as fuck like he he has such a dope like confident rhyme flow and everything and he's from Compton too and everybody's like yo he's the next he's the next Tupac you know crazy shitty kind of is already you
0: know it's it's wild that that's been the i don't since i don't
1: it dispute it i no i honestly do not dispute that
0: no i don't either um but do we have anything else to say about good kid before we dive into the next one
1: i think i'm i think i'm pretty much done
2: yeah i think i think everything that said like really does highlight like the impact of this album and how good it is even to this day it's such a bang
0: so. oh yeah and it takes, it goes on such a journey, too. There's so many different feels to it, you know. Like, we've basically named every song off of the album, but there will be tracks where it's, you know, really mellow and laid back, but it's still telling an incredible story. And then the next track right after it is just like a banger that you want to play in the gym or something, you know. It's <laughs> it's just shit like that about this album, that it's one of those, like, icing on the cake things, you know. But uh, do we want to take a break before we dive into the next? All righty. And so up next, we have Jacob's album. Jacob, what did you pick for
2: us this week? Remind the masses. So last week came due to the consensus that if it ain't boldy, wipe your ass with it. So if it ain't boldy. This is the deluxe version of The Price of Tea in China. Um, I got this just because it's like cheaper than the actual original version, because the original Mm. version is fucking expensive. But um, this album, it is their second album official together. Um, Third, if you want to put it literal, but their second, um, their first one being My First Chemistry that was... Came out in 2013, um, so it's a duo. It's a collaborative album that is um, beats and the production by the Alchemist, um, Alan the Chemist, and rapping um, on the mic, the MC, is Boldy James. Um, this is their, like I said, second album. Um, it's right. It came out right after um, Boldface EP, a EP that Boldy James and Alchemist did in 2019. So this is a follow up to that, um, and yeah, it's a great album. What did what did you guys think? I'll let you guys go first on this on this one.
0: Uh, I wish I would have heard this sooner. Uh, you basically introduced me to moldy James, and I started off with Bo Jackson because so I was like, oh, this came out. You know the same, like it was 2021, and I was like, All right, let's start with Bo Jackson, and I fucking loved that. And then I went back and listened to this because I didn't realize, you know, that they had multiple projects together. And this album's unreal, it's fucking fantastic. Uh, the production on it, the Boldy's rapping on it, all of this, everything on it is fantastic. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the features on it too, man. They got like the fact that they got Vince Staples on there, and I mean Freddie Gibbs. They they do stuff together pretty frequently, but you got Benny on it. Like it's fantastic, just top to bottom. The production on it goes so many different places. It's very experimental for Alchemist. That's what he. That's what I love about collabs that he does. Is it'll always be, especially when it's in a full album. He'll experiment the hell out of it. Which is fantastic, you know there's a couple albums that will be brought up in this podcast that he especially does, but this one has a lot of different stuff going on production wise and yeah we'll I'll dive back in in a minute, but George, what did you think?
1: Um, I love this album. I remember when it came out, I didn't uh like, fully listened to it, I just heard a couple of songs, and, uh, Pots and Pans was the first song that I heard off of it, I came up on my recommendation, uh, the, the Discover Weekly on Spotify, and, uh, dude, and, yeah, this was the first time I heard Boldy, um, and it just, he, like, sounded so different from, like, any other rapper, kind of like Kendrick, too. Um, And I feel like he just had, like, some, like, chill, like, type of way of rapping, but also, like, he has times where he just snaps and just, like, goes off. Um, And I think Pots and Pants is definitely the track where he just absolutely just snaps. And then him being from Detroit, like he sounds way different from other rappers that are from Detroit, like Big Sean um, and (laughs) Um, Elzai, and you know, a couple other people. uh, But he just like, I feel like he was just a sensation, like almost immediately. Like as soon as I heard him, I was like, damn. Coupled with Alchemist Production, I was like, yo. Because Alchemist always has like, for the most part, his beats are kind of gritty. And the artists that he's worked with, for the most part, are all gritty rappers. I think the only person that I could really think that aren't that, that gritty is maybe like Earl Sweatshirt and Action Bronson. But other than that, like all the people that he's worked with are very like, but they're a little bit more dark. Um, but even if Even if they are kind of, like, dark, I think Alchemist can play the role of also making, like, lighter beats. Um, Like Run-Ins, for example. Like, that one's kind of, like, soulful and also kind of, like, gangster. Um, That track is dope. Uh, But, yeah, and then, like, his... I don't know if you guys know who Chuck English is. I think, Jacob, you know who he is. But that's his cousin.
2: Oh, damn. Is it? Yeah, I did it i no, didn't know
1: I that either you. What? that's his cousin yeah so um, yeah so that's pretty crazy now i'm kind of hoping eventually we'll see like a joey badass boldy james kind of collab you know what I'm yeah. saying? or a chuck english beat
2: that'd be close. pretty sick it's getting close you know he did a song with uh nick uh, nick caution, that nick song, caution. that's yeah.
1: right yeah, yeah yeah he just did
2: uh nope. yeah Dude. Remember,
1: we were talking about that
2: uh, going back to what you were saying about Boldy, like when I heard this album, because I, I've, I've he- I had heard Boldy before and I had kind of brushed him aside because mm. even recently I've been going back to listening to all of Boldy stuff and mm. I liked it, but not as much as this album. And the reason being, when you listen to Boldy James, his voice is so unique and it's yeah it really like he has a voice that's like made for hip hop like his voice is like just so like deep and like when he raps he's like you know he's like rapping really in a in like a deep pitch and in all of his previous stuff i was like okay he has the same voice i like this guy's voice but this album i feel like it kind of caught up to how much that i liked his voice um because mm-hmm. when he is like rapping with the production like it just like ramps it up like that much more it takes it to like the next level where like it highlights like that both of them when they come together like it's it literally is like almost perfect like yeah albums, like are meant for like bully james for like a rapper that has like that dark and like energy but it's like a very like deep voice that it's very unique like not a lot of people have a voice like boldy james like you hear him and you're like whoa like you can't really pinpoint someone else that kind of sounds similar to him um so that's what's unique about boldy james because it's very different compared to like high pitch um like rappers that have like a really higher pitch voice or like that (laughs) goal yeah like it's very different plus like i don't know something about this album the track listing i really like the way that it's like sequenced out um like the fact that it starts out with caruth um yeah. and ruth it's kind of like the beat is a little bit more mellow and it's a little bit more like not so upbeat not so up um but i feel like it's a perfect start because it like really sequenced into like what this album is about and like what it's talking about Um, because it's just like mellow beats with uh, Bully James just rapping and just rapping about this like lifestyle that he that he was like a part of Um, like the drug selling um, all the crime and everything that he was getting into what and then like the come up and how he's trying to avoid it Um, the the song itself Caruth it's like very it it is very deep if you like read into it um i have like some of the lyrics like pulled up and like at one point he's like um, erase him with the text pop up at your mother crib from the city where dudes get hit (laughs) for that they brother did like dude like it like like it's like like coming from detroit it kind of it makes you like think about like you know like there's like consequences for what, like what he was doing like in this past life you know it's like at a point where he's this type of rap it's not that they're like glorifying like uh like drug selling and all that stuff but they're bringing attention to it like the struggle that they were at one point and where they're at right now and how they're trying to get rid of that get away from that scene and like on the come up and they're trying to grind like out of it and that's kind of what i they grew
1: up in the in that situation and like that's what they're rapping about. Uh, I definitely get that like a lot. Um i think um <laughs> like i feel like he does kind of like brag a little bit but like whatever. You got bragging rights, dude. Like you fucking made it now. Like fuck, like you literally did some crazy ass shit. Look at where you're at now. You know. Yeah. Um and it dude yeah like he just goes off i think really i think prodigy i think he's the only artist that i feel like he might kind of sound or boldy might kind of sound like prodigy um but other than that like yeah i think boldy is just ruthless (laughs) like he's just like very bold with the way that he raps like we talked about Con- we talked about the Grisella scar, We talked about Conway Benny, you know, on the West Side, like like on the chat and stuff like that. But I think Boldy takes the cake for it. Like honestly, I think Boldy definitely takes the cake for it. Like he just is so ruthless with it, and like sometimes he doesn't even have to be aggressive. Like he's just like, yo, you know, I did this, and that, um, and I want to pull up the lyrics to to Pots and Pans because like. That song is just crazy. Um but then also surf and turf with Vin Staples. Yeah. And that beat is just holy crap. Um and then for like someone who's from the Midwest to work with Vin Staples, who's also from Compton, I forgot to mention him, but he's also from Compton. Uh and they just Ben Staples is like a very street smart person. I'm not a huge fan of his music, but I'm a huge fan of him as a person. He is so fucking funny and smart. Um and then coupled with, you know, Boldy James, like man, together they did a fire ass job on that song. Alchemist did amazing production on that song. Um but yeah, I think for me, like it's hard to tell cuz like you know run in and scrape the bowl and snore I love a lot but I think for me pots and Pans and Surf and Turf are my favorite songs off this album.
0: And yeah I I can agree with that uh at least on the Surf and Turf side and my favorite thing about it besides the beat and the fact that Vince is on there because I love Vince is how well like that weird like that newscasting like sample at the end of it literally leads right into run-ins and it's just a beautiful transition between those two songs uh so that is one of my favorite things about it but uh another song that i want to talk about is scrape the bowl uh why was that like the best beat that benny and baldy could have traded bars over on this like i listened to the whole thing and i was like Oh, out of all the beats on this album, this is definitely the fucking one that was meant for this.
2: Just that,
3: like
2: that that... beat (laughs) is, dude. And they're like both like bouncing back and forth, like just going bar for bar. Like, yeah, it's insane, man. Yeah, it's like a boxing match with
0: rap bars. It's not even like full verses, but Jesus
1: got hard beats with a little the piano at the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's that song my god dude i love i think
1: alchemist knew like yo oh hunters coming on this track we gotta make it as hard
2: as possible
1: and they did it
2: yeah i love i love the sequencing of like the tracks i already said this but like that emphasizes how much like the transition from track to track is like flawless like the end of that song going into run-ins um and then what song is it pink like slow roll slow roll is a banger bro like i'll be listening to that like if i'm like have my hoodie have my hoodie up you know it's like dark at night and it's like you're just rolling past like wherever you are if you're blasting that you you feel badass like <laughs> the beat <laughs> and then the bass just hits and it's like it's nasty um but like the end of slow roll that goes into like you know, it's like someone like cocking their gun and then it's like someone talking in the background slightly, and then it just cuts into the little intro that it has for snort with Freddie Gibb, the
3: da 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 it just Yeah. Kicks da-da, in. Da-da. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It sounds like
2: some like Simpson shit. And then it just kicks yeah, yeah. for the beat just goes in. And then it dude, it's insane. Like the fact that the features on this I feel like are perfect. Like they complement not only the beats, but like Boldy James perfectly. Like it has like that contrast of like, um, like very knowledge based and like the, the, the kind of like lyrics that you get from Vince Saples and then from Evidence. And then at the same time, like the hard hitting bars that you get from like Benny the Butcher and Freddie Gibbs, like they both like complement each other so well. That like when they're together, like every track is a banger. Like every track is a banger. I think my favorite of the of this album have to be Giant Slide. Um, that song is super good. That beat on that is amazing. Um, Giant Slide, I like slow roll and I love Snort. Snort is like one of my favorite songs. I think last year, like you know, that Spotify, it gives you like like what you listen to the most and what song came yeah. up. I think Snort was like my first or second one.
3: Like, <laughs>
2: that song is like, I have that on repeat, bro, because it's like, Boldy hit goes in and he's rapping like super hard and then Freddie Gibbs just comes in out of nowhere and he's, yeah, dude, it's, it's really crazy.
1: Freddie uh, always comes in rapping at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh,
0: my last thing that I want to say, you brought up Giant Slides, so I'll bring it up. I almost feel like Giant Slide should have been the start of the album with how just, I don't know, Carruth is a great song. Don't get me wrong. I love it too. But it just, I don't know. I feel like anybody that's probably listened to this probably, you know, thinks Giant Slide's one of the better songs on the album. But that slow, like Carruth kind of has like a slow, like more mellow, laid back feel to it. And then to launch, like really makes that, intro for giant slide that much more dramatic which i think you know i'm like i was thinking about that today i was like ah like that could have been the first track but at the same time it makes giant slide that much
2: better being the second yeah yeah no it's fucking nasty dude like and just the bars on a lot of these songs are really good really hard like even thinking about like the freddie gibbs song like at some point he's like like just just the stuff that they talk about, and like they're talking about like drug rap, and like selling dope, and like how they came up and shit. Like it's it really is like it puts you in the mindset that like yeah they like did this at some point like they really did it like
1: puts you in a different whole like world.
2: Yeah, exactly. Cause like you like I mean I don't know about you guys, but I've never like even considered any of that or like thought of putting myself in that situation but like the fact that people have and like they're getting away from that and they have a story to tell about it like it it really does like kind of it kind of like educates you on like how it is and like how dangerous it is um and i feel like that's, and that's like
3: why and that's why i like
1: pots and pants because like he just casually dropped in one line that he grew up in youth home
3: yeah
1: he's like uh the whole the whole beginning is crazy but he was like i was rocking you who knows hey fresh up out the youth homes charged me as an adult since then i've been too grown nobody could tell me i was heading up the wrong road drug dealing thugging young brother with the old soul rose gold wires hopping out to panamera two two twin glocks with 30s call them tia and samara (laughs) i'm like dude this guy and he's like oh, oh my god dude it's like that's why i think for me popping his head just goes so hard like i definitely would recommend you guys to listen to that again uh because he just goes so hard and he, he talks about rocking like uh <laughs> like jordan once and shit like that it's fucking crazy dude
2: yeah no he like bully james definitely like growing up in detroit he had to grow up quick because like yeah yeah you you can't like you have to you know like you're like in a struggle basically like especially on Detroit
1: ain't no ain't no game i mean detroit and it's i don't mean to bring cars into this but detroit was the capital of like muscle cars you know and then after a while when um Japanese cars entered the market. They literally put Detroit off the map because there are these affordable cars that had better miles, like miles per gallon than these muscle cars that were packing like uh, V8s and everything. And they come out with little dinky like you know inline fours that have better mileage per gallon. It's like, dude, and it literally just wiped them out off the map. Um, And it literally just like crumbled that that community. Um, And yeah, but there's I mean there's been a lot of talent that comes out of there. I mean, look at Big Sean. Yeah, Um, I'm kind of not a big fan of him that much, but like I mean that's just an example, you know. And
0: Eminem too.
1: Uh, Eminem, yeah, exactly. Eminem and uh, Royce the Five Nine too, which is part of a House. Yeah. And and
3: Danny Brown
1: too, and Jay Dilla, and his brother Illa J
0: that's true huh yeah uh and speaking on the whole like detroit being you know that's where like ford started and everything like the ford family still owns the detroit lions and shit uh yeah. they the giant slide again going back to it that's one of the things i love about that intro is the sample of the guy saying one plant after another has abandoned detroit and then that beat yeah. kicks in and i'm like holy <laughs> fuck yeah <'Cause> there's like <laughs> like there's no pause between it it's just that guy says that and then that beat drops and i'm like oh holy shit like the first time i heard this song i lost my mind i had to literally play that again i was like did he just say and i looked it up and saw that boldy was from detroit and i was like (laughs)
1: that makes sense yes
0: i was like yes that is so fucking cool oh i lost my
2: mind at that yeah no but i think this album really kind of puts to shine like the what power like two people when they collab and come together like what of a powerhouse they can be and like how it right. can be because like we see it all the time especially now more than ever like you'll see a producer and a rapper just make a whole album um like you see not mm-hmm. my boy do it um you see it happen a lot with jay-z he gets like kanye that produces his album um, you see it a lot now more than ever that like a producer and a rapper will come together and just make something absolutely insane and this kind of backpacks on it because Boldy James and Alchemist have been together for the longest Um, even when it was coming up like he was friends with Boldy and brought Boldy along to like trips and tours that he was doing Um, like when he was barely even like being a rapper and like being a producer Um, so the fact that like they're both on here like it highlights like the powerhouse that two people can have and this is why they still you know came out with another album after this um last year and then uh, like a like an ep kind of um yeah yeah it's it really is like this album i think is one of my more favorite albums in the last couple couple of years especially for up-and-coming um underground hip-hop artist yeah
0: and that's one of the things like that one of those sentiments just to backpack off you really quick that you just shared about how two artists can come together. Like that's one of the cool things about it is like on this show, we've talked about a couple different albums now. Like it goes to show how impactful it can be when two people work together. Like Boldy and Alchemist have done, these albums have really shown like put that, I don't know, like that Griselda, I, I don't call it, I was like, the way I kind of put these people in a box and then uh, or these rappers into kind of a thing to help compartmentalize is like, they're not underground, they're not mainstream, but they're off kilter. So they're like obscure. I call them like obscure rap artists. And these projects between Al and Boldy have really helped, in my opinion, to kind of put more of like, to help kind of grow this genre. Cause there's more and more people I talk to as, you know, time goes on that I've been listening to Boldy for like the past I don't know like not even a year like eight months it's like more and more people all like tell about him and they're like oh yeah I have heard of I've heard of this project you know like I might have heard uh, something about uh, something off of Price of Tea or you know uh, the Bo Jackson uh, tracks or uh, Super Tech Bo like they do these projects and it really in, like even these guys you know like we talked about last week uh roy haynes and quincy jones that being a very early collab of two artists that really shook a lot of things up uh first episode we talked about mad villainy which was also kind of i think a big part in you know spawning this next generation of projects where projects where a really well renowned producer and a very very well-renowned MC get together and make something crazy
2: Yep. Oh yeah, that's, that sums it up. Yeah, because like when two people come together and they're both like powerhouses and they know what they're doing, like they'll make something that really is pretty pretty insane. But um, yeah, if it ain't boldy, you know.
3: Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna grab one more. I'm gonna grab a beer and then we can dive into George's. Up next, we have. George's album. What did you pick for us? Remind the viewers
1: at home or the listeners in the car. Behold a dark horse by Rock Marciano. Um this album is so dope. Came out in 2018. Uh super like dark but fun kind of vibe. Um, and then of course, Rock Marcy delivers with the lyrics. Uh he goes hard as hell. Um yeah, it's just super, super good album. Uh front to back, no skips type of album for me. Uh this is definitely an album I want to listen to at night. <laughs> if I'm riding my bike, I'm listening to this album. It is just just it's a it's a mood for sure. A hundred percent. Um I have a couple more things I want to bring up, but I'll, I'll bring it up after you guys want to give your input.
2: Yeah, I've, Rock Marcy, Rock Marciano is one of those artists, I feel like, um, that he is like an OG in the underground scene. Like, he, he has been rapping and producing in the underground for the longest, um, even a little, like, a his background like wasn't he like um like I think like 2020 2010 was like the shit
1: where he actually like did something but i think he's he's done shit way before on it like obviously but
3: yeah. 2010
1: was like his like mixtape shit yeah which was now 10 years ago or over 10 years
3: yeah
2: he's he's had songs like that he was like featured on like deal of soul and stuff like wasn't he like he he goes back, like, he he's had, like, his foot in the scene for the longest time, and for good reason, because, like, his production and, like, his lyrics, more than anything, I feel like when I listen to Rock Marcy, every time, like, something about it, man, it just makes me, like, like just, like, all, like, jittery, and it gives me, like, it makes, it's, like, some sort of vibe that you just, like, feel fly as hell, like, you feel, like, because super- he has, like, such really- a
1: laid back like fly fucking cool ass fucking lyrics yeah where he's like gangster but like smooth as fuck mm-hmm. and it goes with his tone too like his tone is so like yo you know you know what i mean yeah.
2: it's like really like really like braggadocious and like like very like fly like lyrics like some of his songs like I'll listen to it and the beat is like catchy and then I'll hear the lyrics, and like most of them will like fly over my head because, like, yeah. like, what the heck did he just say? But like, when I listen back to it, especially with this album, um, when I was listening back to it, um, I was liking a lot more of the songs like that I didn't like at first. Um, I was mm-hmm. like, this song is actually really good. And like, listening more to the lyrics and even looking up, like, I wanted to look up the lyrics because I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what does this mean? What does he mean? Chanel 9. Yeah, like, what? what is this? Like, he's referencing, like, perfume and, like, high fashion. Like, very much, like, kind of West Side Gun. Uh, but, like, in his own style that it's, like, it's like so fly and it's, like, so, like, so cool. And you, like, when I listen to it, I'm like, dude, this is, like, fly-ass music. Like, super cool music. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's some fly shit for sure.
0: No, I, um... This is another one of those artists that I really got introduced to by, by way of you guys. Uh, I had never, like, I felt like, I feel like I had heard the name rock Marciano kind of similar to how I had heard of Boldy James. And, you know, I had listened to alchemist production before, uh, but I didn't, I was telling Jacob earlier this week, this is the first time I've ever actually listened to a rock Marciano project cover to cover, like actually given it a solid listen through. Uh, and it was interesting I, i'm gonna listen to his other stuff to see how it compares because i felt like you know the stuff that he like you kind of said it. it's a very laid back kind of feel to it
3: mm.
0: i feel like uh this album is very relaxed almost it's not as you know i don't know a lot of you know the hardcore not like hardcore, we yeah, it's not like uh, high energy or you know anything like we talked about. Good Kid, Mad City, which has you know some really like hard hitting tracks, you know. And I feel like Behold a Dark Horse has hard hitting tracks, but it's not like you know yeah. these super like hype things that you're gonna play in a party or when you're driving in the car with the boys, you know, to like get everyone riled up. You're not gonna you're you're not gonna put on anything off of Behold a Dark Horse, which isn't bad by any means. It's an interesting thing uh, that that actually is kind of how I came came away from the album uh i didn't know that he was a producer too i had no idea until this morning i yeah. was listening i was listening to this and i was like who produced this album and then i looked and it had like guest production and i was like is rock marciano a fucking producer too and i was like well, okay that like and that made it even more fun to listen to uh i would say uh, one of the coolest things about the album is diamond cutters having black thought on it that was pretty yeah dude. that made me that was what made me look him up yeah. i was like how the fuck i literally was like how the fuck is black thought on this song and that's when i went and looked up rock marciano i was like oh he's he's been active since 1999 there you go mm-hmm. he just really like you had said he re- started releasing stuff in the 2010s i was like oh shit that's why he has black thought on there because he's essentially
2: an old head at this point <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um, very much an
2: underground old head did this album come out before like not on streaming or did it just get released on streaming recently because i feel like this Uh, i
1: think it came out in 2018 uh, and i think it was just streaming okay um but yeah like i he like it rock marcy is so underground that like many people don't know, but he joined Flipmode Squad, which is Buster Ryan's old school squad. And he has a song produced by Q-Tip. Uh, I think it's Concy Glare.
3: Yep.
1: And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I can't believe he wore with Q-Tip. But then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, he was part of Flipmode Squad with Buster Rhymes Buster Rhymes have worked with a shop called Quest multiple times I'm like oh no wonder it all makes sense connections right um yeah
0: the exact same thing I went through that's fire
1: yeah and it's like you know like in in the way that he raps too like again just like all three artists that we picked today like they all have unique unique sounds uh, and Rock Marcy is another one where he's just smooth. He's like a smooth, ill, like, I'm flexing, but I'm going to say some fucking cool shit. And funny shit, too. Like, he says some really funny shit. And I think he, I feel like he really, like, says shit similar, has, like, a similar style to MF Duke. uh, Because he's really witty and goofy sometimes. And then he'll say something hard um and funny enough they're both from long island too which is you know awesome but and then i think i think they actually worked together at one point i have to fact check that but i think they worked together at one point um but yeah like uh also rakim was from long island so was mob d but mob d claimed queens more than Long island but from the same place Um uh, and then like dude, all these songs, like it was like some of these songs have like orchestra in it, which make it sound so dope. Uh, with Constant Garay, Um and I think it was A Thousand Deaths and Secrets. Um, but so what stood out to me throughout this whole album was Constant and um diamond cutters because for some odd reason these two tracks remind me of video games. <laughs> I do not know why. Like if you go back and listen to it, Diamond Cutters and Consigure reminded me of video games. Consigure reminds me of, of um Uber Smash Bros for some reason. Um and then you know uh what was i just talking about uh diamond cutters reminds me of like a indie type game or something like that but yeah i think my favorite tracks from this album was like amethyst and configure honestly yeah. um which q-tip produced um and then alchemist only had one song that he produced on his whole album which is fab uh, fabio um uh, but the whole like track list, like like is such a like nighttime vibe where it's kind of like dark but also he's just having fun on like each track and um yeah like the the title behold a a dark horse is is a bible reference i don't know if you guys know but it is a bible reference um it's like the that comes up when the bible is talking about like the third horse which is a, a dark horse with which uh, a guy is like holding scales, which represents famine. Um, and if you guys look at the album cover art, and this is what blew me away and immediately made me start like listening to it was because the album cover art was literally almost the same exact as uh, Gustave Dore's 1880, or 1866, The Vision of Death and it's literally the same horse and the same like it has a person on there with a scythe and the only switch up is the color and rock marciano on there with the scythe except the scythe has a mic at the end and you know rock has like the shades with the jesus piece flying off you know um but it, it's just like, the, and then the album cover art, the person who did it is named uh, Damrini Maldi, which is also someone who's done artwork for uh, Alchemist uh, before too. Um, and I really think, I don't know, Like this album is just like a whole like vibe. And this person that did the album cover art also did the album cover art for um, The Alchemist Prodigy's album, Albert Einstein which has to me has very similar similar vibe and beats to this album by rock marciano um but yeah rock marciano is definitely like a phenomenal beat maker like hey this beat he made six songs out of this 12 like song project so he literally did like half the production and even with all these other people who made different tracks, it all falls within like the same like vibe, like the same mood. Um, and it's just it's mind blowing. I really think like this is artistry. Like he is something that feels MF Doom inspired, but like from a different perspective. It's less happy and more flexy and more like dark a little bit. Uh, but it's so dope.
2: Yeah, I think I I like the the production and I like the features. There's only two features on here. Well, three if you wanna consider Q-Tip his little hook that he did on Congo. Um, right. But Black Thought and Knowledge the Pirate. I like I like that he he collabed with Knowledge the Pirate on this one because Knowledge the Pirate is also one of those like underground rappers that he's very. Yeah he's very good i i almost considered buying um a record that went on sale i think it's still on sale right now might even still think about going back for it because i do like knowledge of the pirate and i think that's why i like that song no love because he's on there um Mm -hmm. and one of my other favorite songs is congo um something like when when you hear the beat come in then you you hear the the fast little drums like they're just like bouncing in the background um, and then pair that together with the rap that um, that Rock Marcy brings. Like I have a, I have his lyrics pulled up and they're funny and they're witty. But you like you get it if you know, um, like at one point he's like, um, how dare you go gambling with your life like like it's a handful of dice you better off trying to dance on some ice in some nikes (laughs) Um, (laughs)
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: like his bars are like so good and like i had to go back i was like was that just a bar was that was that good and i I was like yeah that's good um there's another one here where he Where's it at i gotta find it he talks about here we go he's like that's a fact jack it's under the Snapple cap like, he's referencing, like, the Snapple bottles, like, at one point, the glass cans at the bottom of the cap, they'd have backs on them, and he's like, yeah, that's yeah. like, it's just, like, under the Snapple cap, like, dude,
3: like, <laughs> the <laughs> fact
2: that he's, like, com- like, comparing that, and, like, if you know, like, what he's talking about, you're, you'll catch it, and you're like, dude, that's, like, clever.
1: He's so creative, and he's so, and that's why I, like, compared him to MS is because they have, like, even though they're very different, they have the same quirky like funny like rapping style um and they're both from like Long Island, <laughs> but it's yeah, dude, I think like this album is definitely like one for the books like I definitely love this album so much, and the artwork almost even more um it's so so, so dope.
3: yeah and uh, Rock
1: marcy is definitely like one of those people that like so the first time i heard him was on a prodigy and alchemist album um uh albert einstein and he was just kind of like oh he's just like another rapper like uh, whatever but i always thought he sounded different um and yeah I just kind of like banked it into my mind I was kind of like whatever but then you know later when I discovered his stuff I was like oh shit I'm like he was like really tight um and I'm not even like a huge fan of of his stuff like whenever like I hear a song from him I'm never gonna skip it I'll tell you that because he's just that good you know what I mean um but this album was one that I heard and in its in entirety that I'm like, oh shit. He's really good. Um yeah, I mean that's pretty much like that's my final thoughts on, on
3: on him. Yeah. <laughs> I just
0: have I have a couple of last things that I wanna throw on or throw in there. Uh so Kind of going back to what you said, like you had a couple tracks on here, Diamond Cutters, and uh, another one having like a video game kind of feel to it. I had the same thought, but with a different track. Secrets sounds like I'm okay. in like a it sounds like I'm playing like GoldenEye or something on the Nintendo sixty four, hey, and I'm like in a dark room. It's like got like some weird like it's like very synth heavy. I think is probably what it is, but it's got it's like a very dark. So I feel like I'm in like a dark room playing like doom 64 or something <laughs> like that or like golden eye yeah. uh but i liked that song a lot um fabio is probably the most alchemist beat of all time yeah like that yeah that ah, ah, that vocal track just chopping it yeah. like that as soon as that came out i was like oh alchemist <laughs> produced this song and i didn't even look at it up. i hadn't even looked it up yet i was like alchemist oh. produced this easily uh-huh. and looked up the it was the most yeah exactly alchemist type beat on youtube was (laughs) essentially (laughs) what it was uh but (laughs) i liked that song uh kind of like uh the majority of good kid it also had a two song kind of vibe to it you know it kind of squeezed it had a second part to it that really switched from the first part of the song and then there was a uh kind of like I had mentioned with the uh, Ghost Main album there was that three track run on it that was really something else and this album had one that I was really a big fan of uh, it was 1000 deaths into diamond cutters and then into amethyst i thought that three song yeah. run was really really good like the like i can i've never made an album obviously but i can imagine like a track listing and how you order your songs is super important from a listener standpoint and at least with mm-hmm. me you know like we talked last week about tool that album was perfectly put together as far as track listing goes and so was this and this three song run is a perfect example of it uh you've got thousand deaths which is a pretty it's probably one of the more like actually aggressive mm-hmm. songs on the album it's my favorite yeah, one yeah. from it uh personally is my favorite one from it and then it goes into diamond cutters and has that black thought feature and it's kind of getting it's like mellowing up a little bit and being a little bit more lyrical lyrically driven and making Mm. you kind of think more i guess no pun intended with the black thought thing and then it goes into amethyst which is i love the instrument song and it's it's like way laid back very relaxed like oh this is like a this is martini drinking music you know like I love that three track run. That's probably my favorite part about this album. Favorite song would be A Thousand Deaths. And that's all I've gotta say about it.
1: I think Amethyst might be my favorite, to be honest, just because it's so laid back. But he's just like spitting. Like it's so good. Um I think definitely like Brock Marcy definitely hasn't had his roses yet
3: uh
1: which is funny because you look at what is it called uh his last album has a rose on it and then this album the horse has a rose on in his mouth right um and it's just like damn like i really feel like rock marcy to the people who like underground rap i think is very appreciated but i think to the mainstream like obviously nobody knows who this thing is
3: right
1: kind sucks to hear but also i feel like that's kind of like the the gold you know yeah it's kind of like bittersweet almost you know
3: yeah
2: yeah i kind of like my finishing thoughts on this album um if you like rock marciano and you like like the sound of this and the sound of this guy's voice definitely look into some of his other stuff because he's got great other song he's got a bunch of albums that he has also like collabed with like he has a dj mugs album um that's just with him and dj mugs dj mugs is like a really like
1: DJ a, Muggs is uh, super cool
2: yeah very like well-renowned uh, producer um one of the better albums that i like of rock marcy is marcielago fantastic fucking album and then uh rr2 the bitter dove i actually had that on vinyl um, and those are also like very like instrument, like very instrumental heavy and very like, very different, very experimental also. Um, the Bitter Dose. It has
1: Marcella go the one where he has like the two guns.
2: The guns. Yeah, that.
1: Dude, yeah, I, that's the yeah. art cover is so dope for that. Yeah,
2: art yeah. cover is dope. Um, the Bitter Dose, that album is super good too. He has Knowledge of the Pirate, Action Bronson. Another Knowledge of the Pirate song on there. He's got a bunch of Alchemist production on there. Um, So yeah, if you like Rock Marciano um, and you're just getting into him, definitely try to look into some of his other stuff. He has a bunch of like really good singles too, so. Faggers, dude. Hell
1: yeah, yeah.
0: well, uh, let's introduce the new, or next week's albums. Uh, as per usual, on What You Spinning, we're going to go into the albums that we'll be listening to next week and talking about next week's episode. Uh, we do go in order with what we talked about today. So I will go first. And Jacob should not be surprised at this whatsoever. But next week, we're going to be talking about Yes or Whatever by Quasimodo. We talked a little yeah. bit about Quasimodo in episode one, but I'm fine. I'm excited to get into a full project in the other art is fucking hilarious too um i'm excited to get into an actual quads project uh i've got a lot i love love this album gets spun uh quite frequently i love it so yes what was that peel the sticker off oh i want to get another one so i can put (laughs) it on something badass like just have it on the back windshield of my car like yeah
3: (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, so Quasimodo, yes or whatever, and then Jacob, what did you have for us
2: My next week's album, Malibu by uh, Anderson Paak.
3: Ooh,
2: that's a good one. Shit, yep Bet. hell Watch yeah. This love this album uh i know you guys love it too who doesn't love this album you know yeah it's it's Uh, a fire one i haven't listened to that in ages
0: i'll have to go back i'm excited to go back to that and last but not least george what do you have for us next week pal
1: genesis by domo
0: genesis hey okay right on all right we've got some great shit we're going to talk about next week we talked about some fantastic stuff this week. week excited for next week thank you boys once again for joining me and thank you for viewing at home this has been what you spin in episode five boys we'll see you later duckus